It's another edition of Mock Draft Monday, looking at Chargers' first-round pick prospects, and David has his first draft crush of the season. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer. We've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons, but we're heading into our fifth as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. And thank you guys for making this your first listen to make sure you never miss a show. Go subscribe to the new Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. But David, on today's show, it's another Mock Draft Monday, and this is a crazy draft in this instant like i have no idea who's going to be there at 17 yeah. at this point there's no consensus on you know top 10 players and things like that so there are a lot of different prospects that could go to the chargers at pick 17 last week we were in the trenches right couple linemen edge player this week we're going a little bit more explosive we're going to be talking about a wide receiver and Traylon burks we're also going to be getting into a linebacker another first round linebacker but we're going to be talking about also one of your favorite prospects so far, Andrew Booth Jr., the cornerback who has swept David off his feet so far in this yes. scouting process. But we wanted to look at some more positions, give some more context to what the Chargers could do in the first round because it seriously feels like they could go with 10 players yeah. potentially, right? And we'll know a lot more after free agency. But this episode is brought to you by GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. But David... Your draft crush we have to talk about first. I mean, this is a guy that I've seen a lot of Chargers social media people talking about, right? He's a name that a lot of people are linking to the Chargers, and he's a guy, at least as far as where you see him getting mocked right now, can go anywhere in the top 10 to as late as, you know, the 20s, which there's a lot of, you know, polarizing thoughts on this guy, as there are on a lot of the draft players in the first round. But there should be a lot of good players there. And just as far as a fit goes, David, and what the Chargers need, Chris Harris Jr. is probably leaving in free agency. Now you have Asante Samuel Jr. and Michael Davis. I think we all saw that even when those guys were healthy last year, the Chargers didn't get the desired results they wanted in the secondary. So taking a cornerback in round one is very much a realistic opportunity. Yeah, cornerback is a position group that you really honestly always have to continue to add to. You need to get better. You need to get faster athletes you need to get younger it's such an important position especially with all these crazy uh, amazing wide receivers we have in the league that are all sh- different shapes and sizes with all different skill sets that are amazing athletes so you have to have cornerbacks that are equally as amazing of an athlete um, and the chargers definitely i think you saw top end michael davis asante samuel jr decent although you still see some room for improvement. But behind those guys, you know that there's a huge lack, deficiency of talent. So it is for sure a position group the Chargers need to add to. Yeah, I mean, you'd feel a lot better about the secondary, I think, if it was Asante Samuel Jr., Michael Davis, and Andrew Booth Jr., because he brings a lot of things to the table. But just as far as a need goes, the big depth man last year was Tavon Campbell, who had some nice moments, but overall was not good. And the right. Chargers need to add a lot to that position during the offseason because really there's two guys in Michael Davis and also Asante Samuel Jr. that you also saw struggle at times last year, right? Especially Asante after the concussions he had and Michael Davis on some deep balls later in the season and just the thoughts that Brandon Staley shared about all the things that he has to do 
in this new defense and banking on him, you know, coming back in a big way. But there's a lot to like about adding someone like this, David, because I've talked about just adding defensive impact players. When you say things like that, this would be one of the first guys that would pop into your mind. This dude is the truth. I mean, (laughs) it is so much fun. I think I spent the most time watching this guy's film, and it's because he is aggressive, man. He plays physical. He turns his head around to look for the for the ball. He he's really really good with the contested catches. You yeah. can see the tape against Miami. Like he just makes it. He, I mean, he makes a contested catch a contested catch. He makes it incredibly difficult for the receiver to get in good position to be able to go up and get the football without the you know his hands being up there looking for the ball as well. He's got excellent um, body control. He's able to box out defenders. He can flip his hips really well. He seems like a very fluid athlete. He doesn't seem like he ever gets beat uh, as far as like speed is concerned. And he can really stop and start. His stop and start ability is one thing that really stuck out to me. And when he makes a decision, he sticks his foot in the ground and he goes and he takes off like a heat-seeking missile. And he's also a guy that can really blitz too. He blitzes like a Tasmanian devil. He goes in there and he absolutely tears uh, you know, offensive lineman apart with his speed and his aggressiveness. There's not a lot of things that I saw on tape that I didn't like from Andrew Booth Jr. And if he is available at 17 for the Chargers, I would take him and run quickly. Yeah, I mean, that's the strongest endorsement you definitely have had so far. And I understand the excitement with him because you talk from about what I've seen right now. For sure. I mean, and these are all preliminary and we'll have, you know, once we see the full group of guys we think the Chargers could take at 17, it'll give us a better idea. And this is a guy who could easily be gone by the time the Chargers get to 17. But you can't say anything when Rashawn Slater falls to you and Derwin James falls to you. You just never know. So if it does, you know, this opportunity comes knocking, you have a chance to get a guy who has ball skills, right? He also doesn't panic when the ball is in the air. And, I mean, you said boxing out defenders. I know you've been boxing out receivers. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a receiver boxing out defensive backs. That's one of the things I love most about him, especially deep downfield. He doesn't use his hands to square up to go high point of football. He boxes the receiver out. He uses his body instead of his hands, and he doesn't draw penalties because of it. Gets himself in a great position because he is such a good ball tracker to find the best spot to go up and high point the football. I mean, his one-handed interception against Virginia is just ridiculous. I mean, played it perfectly. One of the craziest interceptions I've ever seen flatly. I mean, just that kind of dude. But one of the things that you also love, too, is just his aggressiveness and his willingness to go into the fire and try to yeah. tackle people. I mean, we'll get into, you know, maybe his biggest weakness being missed tackles. But but he, can he get has off the blocks. Yeah. yeah, he can get off of blocks. He can fight through, uh, you know, the, those receivers trying to block him. Like, he, he's not going to – he's not that type of receiver or that type of corner that makes those – business decisions if you will right you know he picks and chooses when he's going to explode no not not with Andrew Booth Jr it's I'm going to explode every single time and Daniel sometimes that does run into some issues yeah and I mean that is his biggest weakness I mean he definitely has some missed tackles on his tape but it's one of those things though where like if he wasn't going in so out of control at times so out of control at times it probably takes away some of the special plays that he made you know some yeah. of those tackles for losses and things like that that he does have on his tape. And, I mean, you love when you see corners getting tackles for losses. And especially with so much of the quick passing game, to have a corner that you know is going to go up and fight through a block to try to yeah. make that tackle and not just, you know, be passive and let the receiver block him. I mean, it's really nice to have one of those dudes. And we know Brandon Staley loves a dude who can come up and tackle. It was one of Asante yeah. Sandler Jr.'s biggest strengths was that same mentality 
that same aggression. But one thing that does come as Marcus Peters has found out is a lot of splash plays getting in those big interceptions is you can't be susceptible to that double move. And yeah. that in the missed tackles, David, or something you'll have to work on. But like we talked about, like it's better to have the want to and to try to rein it back a little, I mean, kind of refine his tackling ability yeah. because it's a lot easier to find someone like, you know, Michael Davis, or it took him a long time before he was willing, you know, to stick his nose in there and still doesn't want to at times. Yeah, for sure. I mean that you want that aggression, you want that aggressive kind of gene to already be there. And I think you have at least some semblance of confidence that you finally have a coaching staff that might be able to fine tune some of those things. I would much rather have a player that wants to go in there and knock some dudes heads off other than a guy who is, like I said, making business decisions and picking and choosing when he's going to go out there and, and try to lay somebody out. I, 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 would, I want the guy that's going to go out there and, and really be physical, but I think that that's something that can be coached as far as picking and choosing when he's going to do that a little bit more effectively and not leave his feet as much. I think that's another thing that me and you were talking about as far as one yeah. of the things that he probably needs to work on uh, going in, up to the next level is probably not launching as much. You want to kind of stay on your feet a little bit more, right? So you kind of you know want to make sure they get out of bounds and, and not uh, you know really take those opportunities to use their twitchiness and get past you. Yeah, and the thing about leaving your feet is well, sometimes there's not a lot behind you, right? So if you totally take yourself out of the play instead of, you know, trying to ride the block out towards the sideline or try to, you know, force somebody back to the middle of the defense where you have help, yeah. guys can create big plays off of that. But there's not a lot to not like. I mean, we were just talking yeah. about it. it'll be interesting to see what his numbers are when he gets to the combine or, you know, his pro day or whatever, just because it seems like that could be really one of the only red flags you could see. Because he can Well, play and it might solidify kind of where we might find him, too. I think that's a, another sure. big thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that could solidify him as maybe a top 10 pick, potentially. Yeah. But there's a lot of, you know, polarizing thoughts on a lot of these corners, especially when there's other really good corners in this draft that are going to be taken in the first round. It could be a pick your, you know, type of player type of thing, what kind of yeah. scheme they fit into. But there's nothing that I saw from him that made me think, okay, this guy wouldn't fit in Brandon Staley's, Staley's scheme by any means. But there are other positions they could address too. And one of the kind of trendy ones for the Chargers that doesn't go with a lot of the biggest needs would be wide receiver. And one of the biggest needs at wide receiver is yards after the catch. And there's a big physical brute that we're going to talk about Coming up next, that would definitely add some physicality and some tackle-breaking ability to the Chargers defense and maybe some big play ability as well. So we'll get an Arkansas receiver. Traylon Burks after this, I didn't mean another hot name in the Chargers draft community right now and another player that brings a lot of excitement with him. But I do need to tell you guys about Bilt Bar because when I see you know these prospects and running through walls and offensive linemen just getting picks and taken to the house, the one thing I think of is like, I wonder if they ate a Bilt Bar at halftime because built bar is the best protein bar so i just assume a lot of these athletes have already eaten them and usually eat them right before games and after games to recover and also to fuel themselves for the game because that's what i'd use my built bars for to get me through the day especially at the end of the day the last thing i want to do is eat something that tastes chalky or waxy and it doesn't taste great i need a treat i need to feel like i'm cheating on my diet and that's what built bar brings to the table because you can finally have something that tastes great and is also great for you loaded in protein loaded in fiber while being low on sugar and low on carbs and also getting the best flavors that you're going to find from any protein bar out there. You can go cookies and cream. You can go peanut butter brownie. There's so many great options there and you can get a mixed box to try all of the different flavors that they have available, but change your protein bar game. Have something you're going to look forward to every day with built bar and save some money. Since you listen to this podcast, you can go to built.com and use the promo code locked 15 to save 15% off your order. That's promo code locked 15, all caps, one word to save 15% off at built.com. 
All right, David, well, now it's time to get back into things here with another draft prospect. And we're basically just looking at guys that could make sense for the Chargers at 17 and also guys that have been widely talked about by a lot of Chargers social media as, you know, far as options for the Chargers at 17, which could be a lot of different players. And at some point, we'll be able to kind of round out who we like out of this crop. And obviously, David really likes Andrew Booth Jr., but there's another position that has been widely talked about, and it's wide receiver, David. And I think yeah. one of the things that you can definitely see a need for at wide receiver is more explosiveness, right? More yeah. yards after the catch ability because the two top players on the Chargers as far as yards after the catch were a running back and a tight end during the 2021 season. So, like, there's obviously some need there, and there's obviously just a need for a total deep threat, a burner type of receiver. So when you look at the Chargers, Needing a wide receiver, that fit doesn't make a lot of sense as far as using a first-round pick on one. But if you feel like there's someone there that could change your offense, there's definitely space for more you know, dynasism, I guess, on the Chargers offense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you think about how Joe Lombardi looks at his wide receivers, he looks at them as like kind of like a toolbox, right? You know, the, this guy provides this type of skill. This guy can do this. Like, you know, you got your possession receiver with Keenan Allen. You got your, you know, your, you know, your big play guy with Mike Williams. You know, you got your speed guy with Jalen Guyton. So you have different guys, or at least supposed to be your speed guy. <laughs> you have guys that do different things that handle different roles. So I definitely st- still think that there is that type of receiver. Um, who fits that just explosive type of speed role that is another tool that Joe Lombardi and the Chargers would like to add to their tool chest. Yeah, specifically just because the Chargers do run a lot of short routes and things like that. So, like, you know, with the kind of routes they're going to be running, how nice it would be to have somebody that could take one of those short passes, David, and and run with it and do something with it after the catch. So I do want to talk about this giant dude that everyone's been talking about, Traylon Burks, because there is a lot to get excited about. I mean, the dude stiff arms dudes after the catch. He also, you know, runs through arm tackles like it's nothing and makes a ton of contested catches. You know, some Mike Williams, you know, kind of catches a lot of times, you know, back shoulder throws, deep balls, being really, really good catching the ball in traffic. So there is a lot to like here, David, even if he's definitely not bringing that top speed that you'd be looking for on a receiver. Yeah, I mean, big profile, six foot three, 225 pounds. Uh, I mean, just a big physical type of receiver. He's that big body type of guy for sure. Um, he runs a, a very, very good slot route. I mean, it's definitely something I saw on against multiple different opponents that is a route that is really, really effective for him. He, he can really kind of put his foot in the ground. And, and you know get to his spot and you know it's a play that he really utilizes around yeah, just running routes through. out of the slot right I yeah mean, that's where a lot of it was getting the free releases where you're not up and somebody can jam you you have space to operate with yeah and i mean that versatility was a big part of his strengths lining up in the backfield and running routes from there and yeah. things like that as well but yeah i mean that is where he specialized for sure yeah yeah they moved him around all over the formation i mean no, no matter where it was he definitely had some ability. Um, he's a guy who's really, really good at boxing out defenders as a wide receiver. Um, he uses his body uh, really, really well in those situations. And another thing I, I like in my wide receivers is a guy who is a willing and good run blocker. I, I definitely saw that he uses utilizes that big frame to good effectiveness when he is blocking for his running backs. He is physical, he's feisty, and he holds on to his blocks. So, you know, that's a, a really, really good component to an offense that uses a lot of, you know, those type of, res- you know, th- that responsibility from a receiver. You want to make sure you got guys that can block. He definitely has the ability to block for sure. I mean, he's so big, he he's tough, he's strong. He has a very yeah. thick frame where he can get in the way of people for sure. 
I would like to see him sustain the blocks longer. I mean, I think the consistency consistency in and out is something he could use a little bit more of. I think when he knows it's coming his way, you see yeah. a little bit more effort and you see him, you know, staying with guys a little bit longer as opposed yeah, that's to true. not knowing if it's coming his way and then having his dude eventually get off the block and make the tackle right. He's no pushover. It's not like a physicality thing. I do no. think it's just being a, a more consistent effort person there. But as far as yards after the catchability, I, I really like the physicality he brings to the table. I mean, and yeah. then you, you saw, I mean, a little bit of surprising speed. I mean, he, I think he's probably going to run in the four fives as far as what his 40 is going to be. He's definitely yeah. not a burner like that. It takes him a second to get started, which is the nice thing about, you know, putting him in the slot. Pretty decent acceleration for a dude his size. Yeah. But overall, he, he gets a running start. But there was a back shoulder throw he caught against Alabama where he was pulling away from the Alabama secondary. So I saw that and that was kind of eye popping just because it's like, whoa, like those are yeah. some fast dudes they have in that secondary. So for him to be totally stomped on a back shoulder catch, cut back and erase some of those angles those guys had right there was definitely eye opening. I mean, he has also has a 91 yard touchdown on his resume as well. So there is some explosiveness there. It's just not necessarily the take the top off the defense when he is going deep. When he's making those deep catches, there's not a lot of separation on those routes. And that's one of the things that he struggles with is just getting consistent separation. I mean, there are some parallels yeah. to Mike Williams there because he's not one of those guys that necessarily comes off of the ball. Also quickly. some body catching too, right? I mean, you sure. kind of want to see a little bit more catches with the hands. You, you know, Super you low just... drop rate though. I mean, he yeah, definitely he has good. some body catches for sure, but he also had some really nice hands catches in traffic too. So yeah. it's hard to label him any like one of those. No, yeah, and I'm not saying that he, you know, he's a body catcher. I'm just saying, you know, want to try to limit that as much as possible. Um, you know, the, the, the only two kind of knocks, I guess, I have, at least from the first time I watched him is just, you know, again, not – a phenomenal separator. He's not going to get a lot of space on his routes. Um, and he's not super twitchy, I would say. Like he, he's, you know, he's definitely great after the catch. He's very physical. He breaks tackles. He does all of that very, very, very well. But he's not a guy that's just going to be able to kind of re- be really agile and create uh, in space, really. He's not really just a super, a guy with great acceleration. He, that's not really the type of guy that he is. But he is a guy that's going to run through you and, and make you bring him to the ground. But he's just not that dude that you're going to throw him the football and just watch him work and create by himself without using that physical aspect of his profile. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of that after the catch is like just, you know, beating people's angles and running through arm tackles and things yeah. like that. I mean, the stop and start is decent for a dude his size. But there's not a lot of nuance in the route running. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, he's not a polished route runner. Mike Williams wasn't coming out either. But you're not looking for a Mike Williams clone. And what they do with Mike Williams, obviously, is going to have a lot to do with, you know, if this pick would make a lot of sense. You know, bringing him back doesn't make as much sense. Even though Burks does bring some different things to the table. He's much more physical after the catch and things like that and gets a lot more yards after the catch than Mike Williams done, even though Mike Williams took a step in the right direction last year. Yeah. It's the separation, right? Because a lot yeah. of those routes he is running out of the slot. He doesn't have somebody up on him, pressing right. him, you know, and disrupting his route at all. Even though I do think he does a good job, really a lot against zone coverage too, where he does a really good job finding the soft spot in the zone where he doesn't have to break off super crisp routes because he just really wasn't doing that. But right. the nice thing is, is when you can't run crisp routes, being able to make those really tight contested catches becomes that much more important. And that is something that yeah. he does really well so I, I get the hype i mean i, I just the thing sure. is for me is like if the chargers are drafting him to be an outside receiver and that's it it's hard for me to get excited about it like if they, if they have you know the grand master plan in mind where 
they're going to you know use him in the running game. I mean, he averaged eight yards a carry his last yeah. year, right at Arkansas. They're going to use him in the slot and line him up in the backfield and have you know create mismatches for him that way. He can run away from linebackers and he can break the tackles of almost anyone in the secondary. So if they're invested in it, I get it. Um, but it's not somebody you just sign, put him outside, tell him to go deep. Uh, it doesn't bring a lot more to your offense if you use him that way. Which right. Makes well, the last sense at 17. Yeah. Well, take the examples that, you know, the, the, the Arkansas offense showed you. They, they really moved him around a lot. They created a lot of plays for him. They did a lot of, uh, you know, where they would use the same formations and fake off of it. Uh, and, you know, do different plays to set up plays that would eventually go to him. So that's the type of kind of offense you need to build for him. He's not the that, you know, like you said, he's not that outside receiver where, you know, you're just going to put him through the put him in that position and, and leave him there. That would not be the best use of his talent. This is a guy that needs to be like a Derwin James on the defensive side. A guy you move all over the place to get the most value out of him. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I think that we've seen the Chargers run those kind of routes. So that's the you know, the yeah. positive part about it. It just last year they weren't very effective because they're running those, you know, hard play action to the left, Justin Herbert roll, roll back to the right, and it's Jared Cook right there, you know, yeah. or it's Keenan Allen who doesn't really have what he used to have after the catch. I mean, you could see those plays going to this dude and having him do much more with it. So like yeah. there there are, you know, ways we've seen the Chargers trying to use players like that and give Andre Roberts jet sweeps and things like that because he's a problem on a jet sweep as well because he's not super big. But if he can get that angle and start breaking arm tackles well, to where you, you can't can get him square up to him speed, up, right? You get him up to steam, then yeah, he can go. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, so I understand the excitement with this dude. I mean, you have to see what the kind of roster construction looks like at that yeah. point to where it would make potentially a, mo- a lot more sense to draft him. But one of the players where I think the Chargers low-key struggled outside of Kazir Wine, at least, was linebacker in a place where I think that they could add a lot more playmaking ability. And a playmaking linebacker might fall to the Chargers at 17. There's a few different ones to choose from, but Devin Lloyd, I know, is a favorite for a lot of the reasons. I mean, the dude fills up a stat sheet. So we'll talk about the Chargers a couple years after taking, you know, Kenneth Murray in the first round, maybe dipping their toes back in that water in the first round with the 17th overall pick. But First, I need to tell you guys about an app that everybody who gets gas needs to know about, and that is the GetUpside app. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app at the App Store or Google Play Store right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you can get $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a year in cashback. And the best thing is, is there's no catch to it. If you want to use the GetUpside app, you can get the money directly into your bank account. You can get it through PayPal. You can also get it to Amazon and other big gift card brands as well. You're already getting gas anyways, guys. Get the GetUpside app so you guys can start saving money. And when you get that first tank, make sure you get download the app. Use the promo code at TOUCHDOWN, all caps, one word, to get 25 cents or more back on your first fill-up. All right, David. Well, there is one more guy that I want to talk about on today's show, and we'll continue because there's, I mean, at least three or four guys I could think of right now where we could continue talking about who the Chargers could take in the first Plenty round. of options, Daniel. And other linebackers as well. But one of the most exciting linebackers in the country, I mean, arguably the most exciting, I would say between him and you know, Nicobe Dean, who could be another guy we talk about as well for the Chargers. But yep. as far as linebackers and explosive playmakers go, you're not going to find much better than Devin Lloyd, who is projected as high as a top 10 pick 
and as low as in, in the 20s pick. But the Chargers have an interesting situation at linebacker that could change a lot in free agency because we don't know what's going to happen with Kazir White. If Kazir White leaves in free agency, that's a spot where the Chargers would seem a lot less talented at the linebacker position and a lot less sure of what they have at that position. But either way, David, I do think as far as taking a linebacker in this draft first round or not, there's definitely a lot of improvements that could be made based on the group that we saw last season. Yeah, I think there's a deficiency there in the in the talent that they have and the uh, availability as far as the depth is concerned. I, they definitely need to add to that. Nick, even Neiman though they have is, a lot of guys, that's the hard thing. Like, right, they have a lot of guys, dudes, but yeah, you don't know. But how many guys do you feel comfortable throwing out there and getting meaningful snaps in a game? They'd I mean, probably I only be Drew question. Tranquil, right? Like, right, that you'd feel comfortable about, and even that's like one really good year, and then one kind of up and down the year last year. So yeah, so just definitely. Is this a position group the Chargers need to add to? For sure. Is it the first round? I'm not so sure about that at, yeah. uh, as of this moment. Yeah, and that's fair. I mean, it's definitely when people are listing the Chargers' needs and knowing you have a Storm Norton who is your starting right tackle, you know. Yeah. You have a Chris Harris Jr. who is your starting nickel cornerback. You have other positions you could potentially need, especially, if, you know, what about edge? If Ochenna right. Nuosu leaves, you know. So, yeah. like. There's a lot of ways this could change, and linebacker doesn't seem like one of the biggest needs right now, but there's definitely more playmaking ability because outside of Gazir White, you could argue we didn't really see any playmaking ability from the other guys outside of, you know, some Drew Tranquil early on on blitzing and things like that. Yeah. Chargers don't have a true coverage linebacker, which is something that Devin Lloyd would bring to the table, something he's gotten a lot better at, and something where he's like a legitimate threat at that point, at this point, you know, in his career where, you know, he's learned a lot. He's making plays on the football, four interceptions last year, six passes broken up, and you just get a sense that he has a really good feel for zone coverage, especially what's Very behind him. Yeah. Coming up to make tackles on plays in front of him, he's really good. And, I mean, 22 tackles for loss last season, David, is something that definitely jumps out to you. Eight sacks is something that jumps out to you a lot. So as far as 111 tackles, goes, like, yeah, he's, he's a stat demon for sure. Every kind of stat you're looking for, he's got – all of it, you know, he brings every every single aspect of that, and you know, I, I think that is one thing that we don't really talk about as much is those big splash in the backfield type of plays from those linebackers. We just haven't got enough of those. I mean, like you said, outside of Kaiser and, and occasionally Drew Tranquil, we didn't, you don't really get them from anyone else. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Kenneth Murray wasn't providing any of that. So, well, and that's Kenneth Murray. Is like, there's a lot of different, you know, when you're seeing a dude like this making plays in the backfield and Kenneth Murray making plays eight yards down the field, you know, yeah, what I mean? like, that, yeah, definitely. There's all, not all tackles are created equal here, but yeah, fills up the stat sheet. Excellent in coverage, has those natural instincts, like really is a guy who, you know, just he feel, he looks comfortable out there in coverage. A guy who's decisive, is smart. He breaks on the football, has good hands, uh, is able to secure the the, the interceptions and create uh, after the interceptions and score as well. I think he's a really good uh, speed uh, edge rusher as well, and he has really, really good hands um, for a linebacker, especially when he's rushing. He really uses, utilizes a, a hand swipe really, really well. So um, he definitely uses his speed as one of his biggest weapons. Yeah, I mean, you see it as an edge rusher, and he's a dude like, you know, Kenneth Murray blitz a lot. This dude likes, you know, was on the edge and in the dirt at times for, yeah. the, you know, for Utah. So that's something he has a lot of experience in. I don't know the Chargers would ask him why. He's not the biggest dude out there, right? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, he uses his speed to set blockers up for an inside move, too. Has a nice little spin move that I've seen yeah. him break out a few times. So, like, 
he truly brings something in every facet. In the running game, he makes splash plays, especially if he can see what's available to him, right? You know, if he sees the opening, he will beat the running back to it. Yeah. Um, he can beat blockers with his speed and quickness. I also have seen some pop from him, too, where he's laid the wood a couple of times when he has to. So, like, there's a lot to like about his game, but it's still a linebacker, and I think it's still, dra- you know, draw a lot of questions from Chargers fans if they take a linebacker in the first round. And then with this dude specifically, I mean, there's a lot to like. As far as physicality-wise, I think he brings enough, and he showed a lot of it in certain games and more finesse in other games. Um, but he's not the biggest guy, so if dudes get their hands on him, they can get him out of the way. I mean, he's occasionally beat by misdirection. I've seen people talk about some stiffness. I think that's where it comes into play on cutback lanes and things like that. You can see him not quite be able to make it yeah. to some of those places. Uh, but I know there's definitely some drawbacks as well, even though he brings a ton of playmaking ability. Yeah, definitely. He definitely brings the plays, no question. But he he is undersized, especially for a, like a stack kind of behind the ball linebacker. He's two hundred and thirty two pounds, and I I just think that that's a little bit too slight of a frame at the next level. The frame I, is slight. The two hundred and thirty two pounds, though. That's not that's not a small person by any means. Yeah, but if we're talking about just the you know middle linebacker position, I mean, I'd it depends like which add, one. Yeah, know. I'd like to add a little bit more weight to the frame. I just think it'll also help him stay, uh, you know, stay on the field at the next level as well. Um, he doesn't like one of the things that you mentioned that I just want to emphasize is that this is a dude that can get washed out in the running game. Uh, I mean, I, I think if he doesn't win with his quickness, if he doesn't win with his hand usage. Then he's definitely he can get moved out of the way. I mean, if offensive linemen get their hands on him, then they can take him out of the play for sure. I mean, and that kind of goes to that undersized nature. Um, a lot of ankle tackles I saw as well, and I know that might be a little bit nitpicky, but I mean, those are just a couple of the things that I think could get improved. Um, if you want to take this type of player at 17 overall, I just don't know if there is a third or true three down linebacker in, in his frame, the way I look at it right now, obviously I could, that could change as I watch more linebackers and also watch more of his game, but I don't know how comfortable I am taking him at 17 with that kind of hesitation in the back of my head. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is too, with him is he hasn't really always been seen even as just a coverage linebacker. That was mostly this year when that kind of talk came along. And he made a ton of plays. I mean, at the bottom line, it's adding a big-time defensive playmaker to your defense For sure. and wondering how much it translates to the NFL level because, I mean, we talked about that. I mean, because your wide's listed at about 220 pounds. So this guy's got, you know, some weight on him. And Drew Tranquil, you know, is at least listed around 234. So, like, as far as weight goes, he's he's right there with those guys, and the Chargers don't have the biggest linebacker group either. I mean, those both dudes I just talked about are former safeties, right? So, like, they – they don't have a ton of size there. Denzel Perryman kind of brought that, and they were missing some of that last season. But with him, I mean, there is some places, you know, that he leaves something to be desired. But I've seen everything from him, and I think that's what oh, yeah. gives me the confidence. It's like I've seen him do everything well. I've seen him cover well. I've seen him play run defense well. I've seen him rush the passer well. So there's a lot of things that you like about it, but you just have to wonder the positional you know, value in the first round. And weighing that against just needing to add defensive players. Could you get more out of a corner? Could you get more out of this guy? Well, and also this is a guy who the you kind of if you do take him, I think you also need to to help him out as well. You need to get a true nose tackle, defensive tackle that can really open up things for him to let him flow more naturally. Because if you can keep guys off of him 
I think that's going to let him use his speed and the best parts of his game to go out there and provide those impact plays that we saw in his senior or in, in this last college football season. Yeah. I mean, that would help, you know, I I think he has a really good flow to the football. Like he has really good instincts that way. He's almost always flowing in the right direction, but when things get really crowded inside, yeah, he's good. If he gets to the ball carrier, I mean, he's a very solid tackler from what I saw, but there are times where he's not getting there too because he does get a little bit caught up inside and then that can lead to a big play as well. Uh, the reactions are usually good, but you can get put in some tough positions, especially if your defensive tackles are getting blown into your lap, right? And yeah, that's yeah. Why it's hard to be super critical of the Chargers linebackers last year because there was some of that at times as well. So you do, you would want to have, you know, heavily invested in free agency if you want to take a linebacker like that, that you know would work a lot better if things were a little bit cleaner in front of him and the lines were a little bit more defined and he had a place where he could shoot in, make tackles for us and do what he does best. But he would improve the Chargers defense. There's no question about that. It's just who is going to improve your team the most, what position makes the most sense in the first round. And there's positions that we haven't even got to from that standpoint too. But there's going to be a lot more players we're going to be talking about as far as projecting the Chargers in the first round. And we'll move on to the second round and the third round and, so on and so forth where we'll be doing our own mocks and picking guys who we think it's going to be as the draft gets a little bit closer but we're going to continue the draft coverage until then as well and maybe even a little bit more tomorrow getting into some senior bowl standouts and some guys who put themselves on the radar now that the senior bowl week is over and the scouts have got to go talk and you know look at all the things and everyone's had their chances to rightfully get excited about some of these players and there's some more players that we haven't got to talk about. That could make a lot of sense from the Senior Bowl. But to make sure you guys don't miss it, go subscribe to the new Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also the sh- follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts from, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, the Odyssey app, or wherever you guys can always find the show there. And make sure to rate and review if you like it too. You can also hit us up on Twitter if you guys need us. You can hit me up at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD. You can also always tag the show at LockdownLAC on Twitter and ask us whatever questions you want. We're also on Instagram as well at LockdownChargers. And you can also hit up the Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. But if you guys want to get involved with the show, we've been doing Fan Mail Friday. We'll probably do that again this week. You can call in to 323-524-7924. We'll put out some Twitter posts on there as well and try to get to all of that chargers fan content as well but more prospects on the horizon tomorrow more reasons to get excited about the chargers in the upcoming draft class but until then take it easy and go bolts